Have you ever stopped to think about how awful humans are designed? You mean just like physically or uh, just like their intent and how terrible they are in general? Well, the terribleness is pretty bad too, but I'm just talking about like our physiology. For instance, think about like right before you came over, I just fell asleep in my bed. Now, could you imagine like back in the day when we're in the wild with monsters pretty much coming to eat you at all times? And you're just like, oh, you know what I could probably do? Just close my eyes and lay down for four unattended hours. <laughs> I hope a lion doesn't just come and jack me. I'm like, what the fuck kind of... Like, that's so stupid. And, like, it's not like even, like, oh, like, uh, I'll just sleep in this tree because most of them can still just get you in that tree. I know. It's bullshit. I just, I don't... That's a really bad design flaw, in my opinion. I think any time... That you just shut down completely for a long extended period of time. You're probably not suited to survive in the wild. And to think they want you to get at least a seven or eight hours. Yeah, you just go crazy. I don't know. that. Uh, that's bad. Also, like, who the fuck thought it was a good idea that the hole you breathe out of is also the hole you swallow food and yeah. water? Well, you get these two little nostrils that help, but not really... <laughs> Yeah, but you can't breathe at the same time you're swallowing no. something. And then it just, the slightest, you know, it goes slightly down the wrong path and you just, blah, 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 and almost die. Or you could just like, oh, how did you die, Caleb? I ate a piece of ham and I didn't chew it too good. <laughs> and now I choked and I fell over. Or just how weak, like, our, our innards are compared to, like, like, animals. Yeah. Like, wolves can just eat raw, just dead meat. Or bears, like bears, you like eat stuff that's been dead for like a week. And like if you like, if a human has one thing, it could be like the day before it goes past you, and it could still fuck you. Slightly undercooked beef. Oh, oh yeah, I'm shitting my salmonella. Guts out. <laughs> well, just think about like animal skin. Most animals, they they just fucking run through thorns and all kinds of stuff. Us, it's like oh, a paper cut just debilitated me. Like, like ah, that paper cut. Oh god, like you just accidentally brush up against like a sharp edge of your car and just slice a giant gash yeah. in your skin. We're so weak, and then our eyes just go bad for no reason. You can't stop. You can't hear shit after yeah. a while. Like how, how many bears do you know that are like nearsighted or something? <laughs> Why? Why does this happen? Because if they do even make it that long, they're gonna something else is gonna kill them before then, most likely. That's probably exactly why. Is because we just bred to be soft. Yeah. Because in the wild, if you have some kind of genetic flaw, such as bad eyes or no smell or something like that, you just probably get eaten and die, and you don't pass on your. No, that's the, the, you know that's why they say like you know back in the day like you know the caveman guys and all them you know they like almost like the hair and stuff that they they've had they were animals pretty yeah, much yeah now we you know with the grooming and you don't need that anymore and clothes and we're just soft squishy and kind of pussified kind of yeah very pussified what does this have to do no, right? no you know no no we can't do that we can't do that. Do what? The the pussified. What? We we we, we are scrotumed or dicked because that is testicled. A, yeah, because that is a very weak thing. Yeah, the vaginas, vaginas are very tough and, and strong, durable. And, yeah, just gonna say durable, like penises and especially the testes are like you can like, you know a chicken flex a vagina. Can you? I like 
I can't like flex my nutsack like you know you, you know you, can't? you can, well you can do like some lifting and stuff no. you, but I mean like you can't like I don't know it's not like you can move them just you know without you should hand. spin them in yeah there. that'd be cool if you just spin them in like <laughs> just cause like a gravitational force man this dude's the best nut it'd be, spinner it'd be like a it's like the the reverse end of tails from Sonic yeah <laughs> you could just start flying but just keep on spinning. That's another one. Why is our genitals on the outside of our body? That's a terrible design. Hey, the most sensitive part of your body besides your eyeball, you know what we're going to do? Let it dangle so you can accidentally sit on it. Let alone if something just slightly smacks it, you're just going to be incapacitated for 20 minutes. It gets too cold. too hot. Hey, wild animal. You have to poop in the woods. But you know what? When you're bending over pooping in the woods, we're going to have something that dangles and touches the ground where snakes <laughs> and scorpions are. We're just it's dirty. Very dirty. Oh. Man, we, we started off on the wrong foot. That's not a... Uh, that's good story fodder, though. Start writing about how humans die out because we have testes. And then we start to evolve to not have testes. You're listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me, as always, Spencer, the Grecian Gladiator Church. What? What's Gre- Grecian? Grecian. Is that Gre- Is that, that just Greece? I guess. Right. Got a problem with that? No, I just didn't know what it was. Fine, you can be the... Uh, no, it's fine. I just Papaloba, the... I don't know. What's a P? The Filipino pansy... <laughs> I don't know if I want to be a pansy in, in the Philippines I don't think that goes over well does it mm, probably not they do a lot of kicking I know they're good at yeah. leg kicks <laughs> that's always my worst thing or the like what scares me the most is getting in a fight and somebody just knows how to leg kick the shit out of you cause I don't know how to defend leg kicks I'm not an MMA guy you know, I, I see them. They like the, the check them. They just like lift their legs up, but that still looks like it just connects in your leg. It's just you just have it up instead of planted. Like I play basketball enough, where I know how you get hit in the thigh, and you're just immediately on the ground, just like ah, and your leg just stops working. So actually, to get kicked on purpose, that would be devastating. Yeah, because it's not even so much like a uh, oh, it hurts so much. It's just it hot enough to just cause the muscle to seize seize up. Yeah, and down you go. Nasty stuff. Today we're talking seven bad writing habits you learned in school. This article is written by Jonathan Morrow from uh, over at uh, Copy Blogger. Copy Blogger. So you uh, you mentioned before we hopped on this the old mics here that you didn't learn any writing tips. Yeah, in no, not really. I'm trying to think if I did, and I don't... No, granted, I had no, back then, any idea or, you know, whimsy of, like, doing anything like this, so it's not like I tried, but I still don't, like... Yeah. Even, like, normal proper grammar and stuff like that, I, I don't feel like they did a good job of, <laughs> of you know, teaching that stuff. Yeah, it wasn't the best. Uh, number one is trying to sound like dead people. So this is what you, uh, this is bad writing habits you learn, so you learn to sound like dead people, I guess? 
Hold on. Just this fucking devil. Get that mic right in your mouth, boy. Mm, baby. Gotta get yeah, there it is. There it is. There it fucking uh, is. That feels good. So trying to sound like dead people. It's a sad state of affairs when the youngest writer on your reading list has been dead 100 years. But that's the way it is in school. I don't know who exactly decides what's worth reading and what's not, but they, whoever they are, believe in reading the classics. Most of those classics are centuries old. What's worse is that many teachers hold up the classics as examples of what good writing is, and they expect you to mimic those writers with your essays. Alright. Um, I guess, yeah. Like, I feel like the stuff we learned in school was like Grapes of Wrath and things like that. I don't think anything was too... Well, middle school, like Red Badge of Courage I hated and Civil War era shit. Well, and then we've also talked about Ooh, this... where the red fern grows... <laughs> Well, like, I, th- I think we talked about this off mic before about, like, in school, anytime we read any of those, it's not like they just, like, handed out a novel. We'd get, like, these weird, like, pe- like packets that were, yeah. like, uh, you know, like, abridged versions that weren't, like, you know, like, yeah, so half the stuff taken out of it, and, you know, you So don't- you're reading, like, an Edgar Allan Poe. You're not really reading Poe. You're reading somebody's revision, like... A revised version of Poe that young kids can understand, and, and to take out any of like that stuff that you might not want, because you know you're still reading it. And well, I guess it depends if it's in high school mm. or whatever. That you know, oh, you can't read this. We can't let the kids read this stuff. It, it's bad, or it's you know, it's yeah. a certain kind of rating. Now this uh, young feller here, I don't know if he's young. He goes on to state that he thinks they should teach Stephen King and J.K. Rowling in school instead, like young I'm, hot writers. Now that'd be cool; it'd definitely yes. get the kids more interested. Um, but I do think you like there's some older stuff that you you and you would probably know better than me because you've read more of that stuff. But I'm sure there's still like things that that, that older stuff that they that they should read as I think well. The way to do it is you start small and work your way up to the older stuff. Yeah. So you might start with some more modern writers or like kids like why can't in like second grade or whatever like a goose goose uh goosebumps, goosebumps yeah. Why can't you have kids doing goosebumps? Why do they have to do their stupid red badge of courage or some boring shit? Like do some things like that and then work your way and then maybe by 8th grade you kind of dabble in Poe or even like a Steinbeck, who's an easier reader, yeah. Hemingway, you kind of go into that. And then by the time you get into high school, then maybe you start getting, like, kids are already, like, reading by then. But if you start straight off, like, with the fucking, these boring, long stories that don't, kids can't relate to at all. Can you relate to, like, living on a farm in pilgrim times? No. no. It's it's just, uh, it's quite stupid. But as far as writing, like, the old dead people... You, you really can't because, I mean, nobody's going to read it because people don't. I mean, even people like who like uh, classic literature, it like that's the styles from the past don't really mesh well with the audiences. Of that. Yeah, unless you're writing a period piece, it's not going to fit too well. But even then, I don't think you've got to have a hard enough time to make it. To sound that way without it just being like a cheap copy. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can't really sound unique or original if you're writing in that style because it obviously it's been done to death. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I never was really taught to write like that from what I remember. They just made us read that shit. Mm-hmm. I don't remember them ever like saying, hey, you have to write in this style. They just, if anything, they didn't really teach a style. They just suffer other than, you know, write properly. 
Let's see what this feller has to go on. Hey, I'm gonna keep calling it feller. 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 With the er. Fellas too uh, hip and urban for me. I'm a whitey. Number two, expecting someone to hand you a writing prompt. Looking through the eyes of an educator, I can see why telling students what to write about would be useful. You have a bunch of students who couldn't care less about your curriculum, and making them write a paper about the assigned readings is a great way to force them to read the material. Makes sense, but it doesn't make it any less damaging. One of the biggest challenges of writing is figuring out what to write. Okay, I'm not going to go on with that, but <laughs> I, uh, I agree. Again, it goes to an age thing. Younger kids, you might want to give them, you know, some help. Because you don't, not everybody's a writer, not everybody's creative in the same way. So to give young kids an idea of what to write or like that could help spark their imagination. And then once you get into the older grades and stuff, you're going to want the kids to do more of their work. Don't just say, okay, today we're writing about this. Like let them come up with what to write. And obviously if you have some kids who aren't very, uh, who can't do that very well, then maybe you can help them by giving them writing prompts. You have to just know your class. Yeah. And two, um, I mean, it also depends on, like, what kind of writing. If it's, like, a creative writing or, like, if it's more of a writing for um, something else. Because if you're writing nonfiction or anything like that, it, uh, you're going to have to write a... The chances are you're going to have to write about stuff that you're not exactly want to write to. Yeah. And it's good to be able to get a handle on how to do that. Because you're not always going to have to be get to write what you want to write. Yeah, well, that's the thing, too, because if you actually do want to be a writer, make money at it, it's very probable that you will end up working for magazines or something, like side work. And, and working a, on your novel on the side yeah, whenever a, you get a moment. A lot of times, people are going to tell you what you're writing about, and you have to come up with it. So you have to be able to do that, and... Like, as far as just creative writing or writing your own stories, yeah, I don't think it's really a good idea to have, you know, somebody always tell you what to write because then you're not really using your imagination. But again, ideas come from everywhere. Yeah. It, I mean, just because somebody gives you an idea, like a writing prompt, it doesn't mean you can't completely make it your own. Well, I mean, uh, how many times did uh, was that one of the episodes that aired or was that one of the early ones that never made the I think we did a, a flash fiction writing prompts. Yeah, like, yeah, we, we, we were just going through prompts and we were just spitballing ideas and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, I mean, we all get stuck sometimes creatively, so, mm. I mean, those can help. But I get what he's saying. You don't want to be dependent on somebody always telling you, oh, yeah. you know, what to write. Three, writing long paragraphs. Well, I disagree with this. I think the longest paragraphs are the best. No. The whole page. The, the, whole, page, the page and a half. Hemingway style, just a paragraph that's six pages long. <laughs> Once upon a time, it was acceptable to write paragraphs long enough to fill multiple pages with big blocks of text. I do dislike that a lot when I yeah. read it, even if it's good. Just break this up. It, it makes it hard. Just looking at it on the page before you start yeah. reading just makes you like, Daunting. oh, shit. <laughs> it makes you not want to get into it. That's like one thing with uh, Ray's book. His stuff, like, there wasn't, like, long yeah, chunks blocks. of stuff. Everything, and it kind of helped gave it, like, a fat, faster pace, it felt like. I find in my writing, one thing I do have pro- um, have problems with is I always kind of have uniform blocks of text. I mean, dialogue aside, 
like my exposition, I always kind of have it in like the same amount of blocks, like the sentence structure and stuff. So it's only like four or five sentences, and I break. So sometimes I should have longer. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I feel like I have the opposite problem. I feel like my paragraphs are too, too small, like, oh, yeah. like 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 three or four sentences, like small sentences, and like it's something else. Like I know I need yeah, to fluff them up a little bit. Yeah, not surprisingly, that's the way most of us were taught to write. Long paragraphs, topic sentences, neatly organized, lots of supporting evidence in between assertion. It was the correct way to write. Not any more. Nowadays, most paragraphs should be a maximum of three sentences. I don't agree with that. It's also a good idea to include some shorter paragraphs with only one or two sentences, using them to punctuate powerful ideas. I do agree with that. Yeah, I like that. It's not so much about having the correct length as using paragraphs to give your writing rhythm. That's what I go for is rhythm and pacing. I don't think there. Sometimes a, very, a whole long page paragraph, if it's net, like it could be necessary. Often, probably not. Yeah. I mean, it depends what you're telling. But I think every single writer that I've ever read has had, like, uh, famous writers, has big long blocks. Like Stephen King's pretty good at pacing, but he'll still throw in the occasional, oh, yeah. you know, whole pager or two pages of paragraph. But still, he's pretty good about not do- overdoing that by any means. He uh, breaks it up sufficiently. But just having each paragraph two to three, I feel like that gives it a amateur feel yeah. to it. I mean, I get it. Like, the new generation, maybe kids aren't, you know, their attention span's text-based, so they're more geared to shorter sentences or paragraphs and sentences. But two to three sentences, that doesn't seem very big to me. Yeah, you'd think it would be... It- It'd be hard to describe things and get get thing whatever you're trying to get across to the reader. I mean, more difficult. I guess it depends how long the sentences are, but I feel like your page would have so many indentations from every paragraph. I I don't know if I like that. Again, I would have to see an example of that, but I I, I don't know. Number four: avoiding profanity at all costs. Mm. I <laughs> I never default that one. I admit it, this is a controversial one. Many excellent writers still hold that profanity has no place in professional publications, while others feel comfortable using curse words occasionally. Okay, I'm not going to go... Occasionally? Yeah. All the fucking time. (laughs) The rest of us sit around wondering whether it's okay to express ourselves that way or not. So what's right? Well, I think Sting... Sting. Sting. The the, like, like, like the singer, or I'm thinking like the... Woo! The wrestler, Stinger Splash. (laughs) Stingers by the scorpion death drop. So who's right? Well, I think Stephen King says it's best. Yeah, just Stephen <laughs> King sting. Make yourself a solemn promise right now that you'll never use a moment when you mean tip and you'll never say John stopped long enough to perform an act of excretion when you mean John stopped long enough to take a shit. <laughs> if you believe take a shit should, would be considered offensive or inappropriate by your audience, feel free to say John stopped long enough to move his bowels. Or perhaps John stopped long enough to push. <laughs> I'm not trying to get you to talk dirty. Only plain and direct. Enough said. Uh, I always have a pepper to the spicy language in my work, but I don't rely on it. No. The only time I really use it, any, like for the most part, the only time I really use it is in dialogue. If a character yeah. is speaking and they use the language, mm. it's the character that's using it. Not so much me the author every once in a while i'll throw in you know in the main narration some spicy words but unless it's like a damn or a hell which i can use those frequently i don't technically you know i'm not throwing in a lot of fucks and shits around 
but again, it's it's what's the story you're telling too. If you're telling, you know, a high society story about, you know, the the Japanese Renaissance of the Meiji period, you might not be. Well, because well, well, my thing about that is like, if I'm trying to get my character to sound as real as possible, most people curse. Even like those high like yeah. society people, they might just they might curse in a different way or use different words, but most people curse. So it's just that yeah, you said it's just the degree of how yeah. they use it. I mean, if anything, I would say it's probably better to underplay it. Yeah, because a lot of people I know will use "fuck" every other word. Yeah, they use it as a, a linking word, <laughs> and uh, you don't want to do that in your dialogue. I would. You want your dialogue to have purpose, so I would definitely stick to that. Stick to that degree. <laughs> Okay. Can help it. Does your mic still smell? I don't know because the whole house <laughs> fucking stinks. It's hard to tell what my mic smells like when the whole house smells like ass. <laughs> well, I think we found out the problem. The solution to your mic smelling problem, then. It still reeks in here. Your canned chicken reeks. Why didn't you make fresh chicken? Why do you use the canned? Barf. It's not the frying pan, it's the chicken. What are you doing? Tending to this fucking dog. Look at him. Don't you hear him? Nope. She's like, exactly. Here. <laughs> oh, goodness. Goodness gracious. Great balls of fire. Stinks in here. <laughs> Number five, leaning on sources. Most kids I knew hated digging up sources and quoting them in their papers, but not me. I always hated that. I don't think I ever actually did that. Yeah, right? No, when I was doing freelance writing, I had to do that on some shit, and I was just like, I'm not about this. I don't want to research. I just want to wing it. (laughs) No, the sneaky little bugger that I was and still am realized that sources were an escape route from creativity. Okay, I'm not even going into that, because what sources are you leaning into in fiction writing? Probably not much, unless you're fucking writing a House of Lee style book. Well, I mean, that's if you're doing, um, like, say, maybe if you, you're writing a, a Western and you're looking up, um, you know, like, like, uh, Wild Bill Hicks or whatever, like, you know, like, those kind of things, yeah. maybe. But I don't know why you would have to, like, um, source that in your, you know, in, you know, in your book or anything like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think this is more about nonfiction, this part. But, again, even in... I mean, I get what he's saying, because even if you're doing non-fiction writing, you don't want to just focus on the sources and rely on them so much. It's supposed to be you writing, so... I I get what he's saying. Number six, staying detached. We are taught that good writing puts the focus on the subject, not the writer. It's unemotional. It gives equal attention to opposing points of view, presenting them all without singling out one as best. And sometimes it's true. If you're a scientist, engineer, or a doctor, then maintaining your role as a detached observer is a great idea. For everyone else, though, it's a disaster. Have you ever read the stuff scientists, engineers, and other so-called detached observers write? It's boring. Outside of their exclusive circles, you couldn't pay people to read it. If you want people to want to read what you write, then you should do the opposite. Be more like Oprah Winfrey or Gary Vaynerchuk. 
Never. They are. Oh, you don't like Gary Vaynerchuk? Well, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I, I don't, just don't want to be like Oprah. <laughs> they are opinionated, having a unique style, and they're prone to emotional outbursts. It's no coincidence that what makes them. That's what makes them interesting. Um. Yeah, uh, staying detached again, that's not going to work in fiction writing, but even in non fiction writing, such as articles and stuff, you got to throw in your personality and humor and. You know, whatever you're writing about, it ha- your personality has to be in there. Yeah. That's the, why they're reading it. Yeah, and, like, how else are you going to try to make a name for yourself if you just sound like every other person out there? Yeah, you're not... If you're detached, you're, like, writing a scientific journal or something. Unless you're just giving straight facts to something, that's not how you write. It just doesn't make sense. I don't think too many people have a problem with that anymore. Just, you know, with Twitter and everything else, people seem to be pretty good nowadays at expressing themselves. Yeah. Um, whether they are able to express themselves in a fluent, you know, good, wonderful manner. That's another story. Number seven, listening to experts more than yourself. Who might have criticized the writing habits you learned in school? Well, nobody. Yes, I'm a professional writer. Yes, I have a literature degree. Yes, other writers have paid me up to $200 an hour to edit their work. And they've been amazed when all I did was correct the above mistakes. But that doesn't mean I'm right. In fact, that's probably the most important lesson you can learn about writing. No one but you is an expert on your writing. I agree to that, but I also agree that you should listen to your goddamn editor once in a while. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you might be an expert on your writing and the message you're trying to convey. But at the same time, there's a lot of things that, like, in my personal writing that I overlook. Like, Mm -hmm. there's all kinds of dumb shit I write. I'm like, why, why was I thinking? Like, that was horrible. Why would I... How did that even come into my brain? And you also need somebody there that, uh, you know, is not as attached to it as you are that can look at it more clearly as to whenever you look at your stuff and you're like, this is awesome. And it's like, it's not awesome. But But you need somebody there to tell you that. Like, Spencer, I understand you really like that paragraph and it's beautifully written, but it doesn't fit the story Mm. at all. It has no, there's no purpose. Yeah. You're writing about a guy getting his head cut off, and then you stop, and you start talking about the leaves outside <laughs> on the tree swaying in the breeze for 20 minutes. Nobody gives a shit. But I like the pretty words. You know what I learned from all this? Don't go to school, man. <laughs> school bad. <laughs> school bad. School's for fools. Do dope and drugs. You ain't, you ain't got to learn nothing in them old schools there. You ain't even cool if you go to school. DPW says, don't go to school. <laughs> Sad thing is, nowadays, you learn more just going fucking around on Wikipedia or something yeah. you do in school. I've learned more on YouTube videos than I did in, like, at least seven solid years of school. That's what fucking classes should be. It should just be a big flat screen in front of the chairs and they just show... YouTube videos. Yeah. Yeah, like, if you watch TED Talks and, uh... Uh, what, what's that one channel? Um, Vsauce. Like, those are just two of those are enough to fucking teach you everything you know. You got your biography channel. There's so many things. The master classes, if, yeah. if you're going and just stick with the writing theme. There's so many mathematicians on there, chefs. Like, oh, just, uh, Neil Grace Tyson's and them kind of guys yeah. doing that, you know, all the space and science stuff. I feel like we're just holding on to this archaic idea of go to school and sit there. And honestly, when you were let's say kindergarten no because kindergarten you actually learn some stuff so like fifth through eighth grade you don't really learn anything do you i mean think about what you learned in that time period like 
maybe algebra. <laughs> like, you just, nah. nothing important. They don't teach you shit. And then when you get to high school, most of that's just, like, dumb shit that you already learned in middle school but didn't actually learn it. Like, they taught it, and you just kind of, what, I forgot. You, you remembered it enough to pass it on a test, and yeah. immediately you forget it afterwards. Well, that's like you said earlier. It's all about fucking packets. Yeah. I don't learn from packets. Mm. You have me writing packets. You know what I'm getting good at? Doing packets. Yeah, yeah. You know what you're teaching me how to do? You're teaching me how to do multiple che- uh, multiple choice test properly like yeah. i get good at being able to take multiple choice tests that's that i'm not getting any smarter i'm not you, learning anything. you know what we used to do in our science class um i won't say his name but you know who i'm talking about oh yeah the, the uh so he did have out science packets and we would literally there was like a group of like five or six of us like one person would do a page on the packet and just hand pa- it off. pass it around somebody else would do another page of the packet pass it around you know the fucking packets are stupid. I hate it's just that's lazy teachers and lazy lazy education system. And then as far as uh, like maybe good schools, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that's like. Yeah, private schools, I guess, teach you stuff. Just from what I understand from watching like the Gilmore Girls and stuff, the private schools <laughs> they teach you everything you need to know. Because or like Dead Poet Society or something, you go to the fancy schools and they're they're doing like college assignments in like middle school. And here, you know, public school, you're like. I still don't really quite know how the fractions work. Well, I mean, um, I think I saw you post, like, I heard about this, but I think I also saw you post about this on, like, Facebook or something, and it it goes with what we're talking about with them, uh, like, uh, changing the alphabet? or The The alphabet song. Yeah. Yeah, the alphabet song, they changed it, or they're trying to change it. So now it's, like, A, B, C, D, E, F, G... H I J K L M N. I think it stops at N. And then it picks up at like O P Q R S T U V. Like it has yeah. weird pauses. And it's just like, what, the, what is it? Because I guess the kids didn't understand. You know, since like 1856 or whenever the alphabet song came about, <laughs> the kids just never got good at the L M N O P part. It just threw them off. You can't fucking rebooting everything rebooting the alphabet song and they rebooted math and now kids don't know how to do math i'm so glad i didn't have common core math like i'm glad i missed that boat yeah didn't they change something with like the um like with like the decimals or something or is that how i got well no i don't know about that the the common core math is this whole fucking long estimation thing so and you don't actually get the correct answer so why do it if you don't get exactly. the correct answer. Yeah, well, if you look at the examples people post online when they're bitching about it, it's uh, like the kids estimate, but if they do it right, they get the right answer, it's marked wrong. So if like you break down some big number or whatever it is down to, you round them off. So if the answer is supposed to be like 73 and you put 73... They go, no, it's, it's supposed to be 70. You're supposed to round it and estimate. You didn't estimate. See, so you got so you're, the right see, answer is wrong. See, back in my day, math wasn't about estimating. It was, it was, <laughs> it was about getting the accurate number. Just think, about, just think about how easy it would be if you could just fucking estimate all the time. Just And, like, what's the window? Like, how close do you have to be? <laughs> like, a five, five numbers away? Two numbers away? I think it's within ten. That's bullshit. Then I'm just throwing random numbers out there. Yeah, these hoping these... to score. Wait till these. People... That's, that's more like a game show than math yeah. homework. 
Wait till these kids grow up to do like, you know, try to become doctors or something. You mean or, cashiers? That'd be even more fucked up. That's the, but that's where they're probably going to end up going. Yeah, they're not going to go to medical school. That's not going to work if you can't do math. Yeah, try somebody tries to give you change back. Oh, you ever do the whole like a dollar or it's like 99 cents, you give them the penny so you get the dollar back. And yeah. it's like, yeah. like their brain just shuts off. And it's like, I already typed it into the thing, so I, just give me a dollar. <laughs> like, it's fucking, what are you doing? No, I don't get it. It's confusing. Or it's like, it's a dollar seventy-five, and you, you give them the proper change, so you get two dollars, or you know, whatever your change is. And they're just like, I don't, I don't understand it. I'm confused. It's that comic core math, isn't it? Yeah. These little kids. Well, even like you said, like hospitals, that if you get first year, like 70 cc's of whatever, but they give you... 65, ah, yeah. right? That's close enough. I hope these people don't start working at NASA or anything. NASA. Nassholes, as George Carlin called them. <laughs> Can't steal that one. Ooh, I wanted to... I wanted to mention this, even though I guess by the time this post, it's going to be old news, but... Rest in peace, John Witherspoon. Yeah. That was depressing. Yeah. They, and I just listened to the Kevin Smith podcast with Joe Rogan, and they brought him up how he was on there. I'd say I'm a, I, I just thought of that one today. Yeah, they just started talking about him. They talked about him briefly, but they didn't know he died yet because it was, I guess he wasn't dead at the time. But uh, same day. Yeah. Pretty fucked up. So, that, yeah, that's very sad. I've, even to this day, I still walk around saying, I put hot sauce on my burrito, baby. <laughs> like I do, I've been doing that all the time. Every time I go somewhere and I got hot sauce. Even if I'm not eating a burrito. <laughs> hot sauce on my burrito, baby. Oh, man. Well, what did you... You know what? You know, you know what that... And then, the, what was it? Next Friday, whenever he takes the shit so bad. It was in the first Friday, For too. The first one. Yeah, when it shit so bad, you went and it smells like... It smells like this goddamn kitchen right here. Oh, <laughs> Don't go in that kitchen for about 35, 45 minutes. It still stinks. <laughs> Fucking reeks. People who don't know, my girlfriend cooked canned chicken, and it reeks, and it really, really stinks. And I got upset because it stinks so bad. And she doesn't smell it because apparently her face doesn't work. And I keep saying it stinks. And I'm the asshole because I mentioned how bad it stinks. <laughs> I think they got that if they listen this far into the episode. <laughs> Spencer's talking about, you know, the goofy ghoulies, the, the goonies, whatever they are from the 80s, you know. It's Rob Lowe in that? Rob Lowe wasn't in that. No. Paxton. Bill Paxton. <laughs> what are you talking about? All right, folks. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to give us lots of money. There's some money. Like a dollar would be cool. Yeah. Would be, yeah. Well, 8,000 of our listeners gave us a dollar. Did, wait, what's the Common Core? <laughs> 50 bucks. Carried it through. It'd be like twelve ninety four <laughs> plus change. Yeah, it'd be about 50 bucks. <laughs> um, If you would like to check out all the Halloween stuff we've been posting, go to drunkenpenwriting.com. You can uh, go on the old Twitter, talk to us, at drunkpenwriting, and say, hey guys, I don't think you're too funny. I don't like your stuff. Caleb, why does your kitchen smell so bad? (laughs) (laughs) You can go on the old Facebook at Drunken Pen Writing and on Instagram at Drunken Pen Writing. Instagram is getting saucy. I've been posting all kinds of new dispenser. Well, 
You gotta give the people what they want. All from the back, though. You can yeah. show man ass. You can't show crotch. You can show man nipple, but not woman nipple. Because at the World Series, those two girls got in trouble for flashing their boobies. I heard something about that. Yeah, I watched that. I made sure I studied to make sure I'm on, on top No, of see, no. I heard something that... See, when I, they got banned I just, for life. Because I just, like, I heard flashing... Like, I just saw flashing, like, on a news thing, so I thought some just, like, asshole ran on the news, like, on the field with no, his dick two, flopping around or two something. Two girls in the crowd, they were, like, Instagram models or something. Oh, yeah? They showed their boobies and uh, for breast cancer awareness or something. And Whatever. They, and they got banned for life from all, for, um, from all MLB oh. events, and uh, probably not much of a loss for them. But, though, who's, like... Well, here's like, the thing. Like, it's not like their pictures are going to be at the ticket booth. Like, you can't let this person in, you know? Yeah, I don't know how they enforce that. But what I don't understand is, and they kind of brought up a good point, I think, at those stupid games, how many giant fat guys with huge man tits do you see just not, you don't have to wear shirts? Yeah. You see one female booby that everybody wants to see. Yeah. Like, the booby everyone wants to see can't show that that's illegal the booby nobody wants to see, see let's, let's and see like i i haven't backwards. i haven't seen it at least yet now now i'm gonna have to just for research i'm gonna oh, have yeah, to, to for, check it out for research but i'm gonna assume that they are boobs that you would want to see okay. other than the uh you know as you were saying the man the man boob yes they're the boobs people would want to see and i just don't understand as a country why we are offended not just by boobs but why anything we want to do or see or something that's cool, say, nope, nope, can't do that. But things that are bad, like cigarettes, are bad. So you can just buy them anywhere. Yeah. Marijuana seems to have some good effects for people. Make that a hundred-year struggle to get yeah, that yeah. Like, you know, booze. Booze just kills everybody. Well, you could just, you know... Well, in their defense, they did try to get rid of booze, and it didn't go over well. Bad timing. Don't have... Don't try to get rid of booze. Well, you know, that was before the Depression, but everything sucked back then. Yeah. Booze is the only thing you had. Yeah, it's the only thing you look forward to. You didn't have air conditioning? Come on. Uh, I digress. We're rambling. Uh, If you folks want to... Flood Spencer's Instagram with naked pictures. He has that too, but I don't remember what his name is. And I'm not looking it up, and I'm not asking him. You folks have a wonderful evening. Bye. Goodbye. Stinks.